Hi, this is Caitlin and welcome back to With a Side of Crime. I am your host and I apologize if the quality is less than ideal today. It's about to be a very hectic week so I don't have time to go to the studio so I had to make a makeshift home studio. So thanks for uh, bearing with me. And home studio is actually code for my sister's closet because hers is bigger than mine. Um, little podcasting tip, if you ever can't make it to the studio or you don't have a studio around, go into your closet if you have a walk-in. The clothes help dull the outside noise and it's like the most sound room in the house. If you're new here, this podcast has a focus on missing and murdered, indigenous, black women, and other women of color. And of course, men are sometimes included in that, but women are the majority who are often often missing or murdered. There's something called missing white woman syndrome, which means that the news and the media tend to focus on white women or girls who have gone missing, often leaving out indigenous black women and other women and men of color. So today's episode is going to focus on a missing black man. This man's name is Christian Muse and he went missing over a decade ago. Christian Muse, who has also been called twin based on the fact that he has a twin sister. One day in July of 2012, Christian told his dad that he was going to work and that he would be back later. Only he didn't return home that night. A few days after Christian failed to return home, he was seen about roughly 20 minutes away from where he lived in Fort Washington, and after that day, he was never seen again. Christian Muse was born on March 1st, 1993. He has a twin sister, as I mentioned earlier, which is where his nickname came from. But he and his twin sister also had an older brother. Christian was very smart in school. He was on the honor roll during his senior year of high school. He had been described as the life of the party and someone that everybody loved. Christian was just a regular kid who hung out with his friends in his neighborhood, and he even pursued a career after graduating high school. He attended community college for the HVAC program, and he attended several courses in HVAC and graduated from Prince George's Community College. And after he graduated, he began to look for jobs in his field. Christian had made great strides and he made a lot of accomplishments, but he still did have some issues um, when it came to the law. He had a few run-ins with authorities. He was dealing with robbery charges, but he was working hard to get his life back on track as the robbery happened when he was in high school. So he was younger, he was much less mature than he was at this moment in time. Going back to community college and entering the workforce to become a productive citizen, that was his way of getting his life back on track. So we're going to rewind back to Christian's childhood. He had a traumatic experience in his younger years. From 3 to 16, Christian was molested by his cousin on his mom's side, who was 7 years older than him. His family was obviously shocked and saddened to hear this, and they even worked to bring charges against the cousin who did it. But because there was such a large age gap difference, once the cousin turned 21 and Christian was still considered a minor, this charge turned from molestation into statutory rape. Because of the abuse that Christian suffered at the hands of his cousin, his family referred him to a therapist, which whom he legally chose not to cooperate with. 
The only issue was that in order for the charges against the cousin to stick, Christian would have had to cooperate with the therapist. So there's theories that his abuse could be the reason for his run-ins with the law due to his inabilities to cope with what happened to him in a healthy way. After the incident, Christian privately battled his trauma and his sexuality. There was talk that Christian was involved in a child sex trafficking ring that exploited him and 14 other underage victims through child pornography. Christian was only about 15 years old when this supposedly took place, and the organization also supposedly paid for Christian and the other victims to engage in these acts. Now let's fast forward back to when Christian went missing. Sunday, July 15th of 2012. Christian told his dad that he was leaving, as I mentioned earlier, to go to work and that he would be back later. But Michael never saw his son again. No one's really sure why Christian didn't return home that night, who he was with, or what he was doing. He was seen with a neighbor named Lonnie. That's the only information I could find, just named Lonnie. And Lonnie was in quotations, so maybe that wasn't his actual name, or maybe it was a nickname. There is no clarification around that. But Lonnie was waiting with Christian for someone to come and pick him up. Lonnie said that he didn't know who was picking Christian up or who he was with after he left from being with Lonnie. Only after Christian went missing did everyone learn that he was expecting a child. The mother of Christian's child said she spoke to him three or four days after he went missing. And she is the last known person that Christian spoke to. He told her that he couldn't disclose his location at the time, but he had plans to go to North Carolina so that they could start their family together. Nine months after Christian went missing, a Washington, D.C. police officer contacted family members to get information about Christian. The officer was working on the sex trafficking case that Christian and several other young men were victims of. This case was a separate one from Christian's missing person case, but the detectives needed to gather information from Christian so that the adults linked to the sex trafficking ring could be convicted. The problem with that was detectives couldn't find any of the boys that were supposedly victims of that trafficking ring. As far as the public knows, there has been no new information in Christian's disappearance. There have been reports of sightings of Christian in the DMV area, but none of these sightings have been confirmed. This happens a lot in missing persons cases. There will be sightings, but no video or photo evidence to confirm these sightings to confirm or deny if it's actually that person. There were rumors floating around shortly after Christian, Christian disappeared that someone killed him and that someone else knew who the killer was. Detectives did interview the man who made this statement, but he ended up denying that he had even said it in the first place. Um, and then a person in jail made the claim that Christian was buried in the woods in Arizona, which was across the country from where he disappeared from. Unfortunately, like many missing and murdered black and people of color cases, there wasn't a lot of media coverage surrounding his disappearance. There is minimal information on who he was and what he was doing before he went missing. Most of the information found online comes from Christian's dad, who also believes that Christian left on his own accord, but he isn't sure why his son would have done that.
Um, maybe it had something to do with the safety of his family, meaning the mother of his child and his unborn child. But he believes that maybe Christian might have gotten into some trouble or that someone was blackmailing him. There's still talk around the victims of the sex trafficking ring and the fact that none of the boys who were involved in it could be located. Sex rings typically include a lot of people that you wouldn't expect. Just look at the um, Epstein case. A lot of people that you may not expect were allegedly involved. But there's a lot of inner work in the ring to keep the ring up and running. And situations like this sometimes involve witness protection. So there is a theory that uh, Christian is in witness protection in order to bring justice to the people who are running this sex trafficking ring. Um, obviously, witness protection would not be allowed to disclose this information of anybody in the program. So if Christian was in the program, they wouldn't be able to confirm or deny whether they're safe or whether they are in witness protection. But this doesn't seem to be the case with Christian. There are no records to indicate whether Christian's phone was traced. Um, if his phone pinged anywhere, there's a last known ping. There's no information surrounding that. It has been over 10 years since he was last seen and the leads in this case are non-existent. It has gone completely cold. His family knows that he wouldn't have gone away for so long without any contact. They know that people talk and they know that someone knows something and they're just hoping that whoever this person is will come forward so that they can get some closure. If you, listener, have any information on Christian Muse, his whereabouts, or any information on his disappearance, we really urge you to contact Prince George's County Police Department at 301-352-1200. Well, that's all I have for you this week. Thanks for listening and thanks for being here and supporting. Um, I would really appreciate it if wherever you listen to your podcast, you can go leave a rating or review. Let me know how you think I'm doing. And you can find us on Instagram at With a Side of Crime. I'm Caitlin. I'm your host. Thank you so much.